and welcome to the More Books, Please podcast, episode two. If you haven't listened to the first episode, please go back and check it out. On today's episode, I want to discuss something that may or may not be a little controversial. Most likely it's not for some people, but I'm talking about audiobooks. I know some people think that listening to audiobooks are not really, I really don't consider that reading, but honestly, I really don't think it matters. Some people call it cheat reading, but just for me, do whatever makes you happy. And I know after a long day of work, you know, sometimes it's hard to sit down and read even if we really want to. But recently I began listening to some audiobooks and I have to say, I really enjoyed them both. Now the reason I chose to listen to these books in particular is simply because the books are biographies narrated by the person who the book is about. The first book is called The Meaning of Mariah Carey by Mariah Carey. Now, if you're a fan of hers, you know how much talented she, this person really is and how very famous she is all around the world. I would say you will absolutely enjoy this book. She opens up to some of the most private things in her life and things that have been perceived of her. It really was nice to hear her voice and her emotions as she was able to tell her story, whether good or bad. And also, she does talk about the difficulties of being biracial. One particular part of the book that really got me was when she talks about her father. Her father was in the military and was very strict, not one to give much praise, especially when it came to her career choice. She said when he passed away, she had discovered a box full of newspaper and magazine clippings of her and all of her accomplishments. And he would circle words in the paragraphs that would describe her accomplishments, like wonderful, great, or anything like that. It's really no matter what age we are, we sometimes want to know that our parents are proud of us. And since her father wasn't really one to often say it, I think this was his way of saying that he was definitely proud of his beautiful daughter. And I think that really meant a lot to her. So if you decide to read this book or listen to it, I believe you will greatly enjoy it, even if you're a fan of hers or not. Now, another biography that I happened to listen to was The Answer Is, Reflections of My Life by Alex Trebek. I have to say this was one I am so glad that I listened to. As most of you know, Alex Trebek had passed away last November after a year and a half treatment uh, of cancer. I believe he had pancreatic cancer. Well, during that time, he continued to work on the show and just up until a few weeks before his passing. Many of us watched and loved Jeopardy growing up, and we know how hard it is to know that he's no longer there. And the answer is, Alex gives his reflections of his life with so much thought and grace, as well as what he is known for, his wit and humor. Though Alex Trebek does narrate parts of the book, most of it is narrated with the help of Ken Jennings, the greatest of all time Jeopardy champion. Alex was going through chemotherapy at this time, and his friend, Ken Jennings, stepped in to help him tell a story. Alex does come to narrate some parts of the book, especially parts that he feels he needs to talk about, about the love of his wife and his friend, Ken Jennings. One thing, of course, that I got from this book is he always focused on the things that he loved the most, his family, career, friends, and his fans. And everything else just seems to just come into place. Basically how I felt when I was listening to this book. Although he faced cancer and, and definitely acknowledged that there were thousands of people like him facing and living through it as best they can. It was a great book. And yes, I had a tear in my eye at the end and I still felt moved by his words. So these are the two books that I had listened to and I recently enjoyed. And if you decide to read it or listen to it, I think you'll enjoy both of them. I think listening to biographies to me, just narrating the story and just basically telling you everything, how they feel and their emotions. I think it just really adds something different to it. 
So I kind of want to switch some gears since Valentine's Day is upon us and I know most of us may be in the mood to read a little romance novel. I think I have a book for you. With the success of the TV show Brickerton, this prize series that appeared to just kind of come out of nowhere, I feel that there have been a renewed interest to some novels. The show is based on a series of books following the love lives of eight children, the Brickertons, in the early 1800s. The first season was focused on the eldest daughter, Daphne, and the Duke of Hastings, Simon. Netflix looks like they're going to be making more seasons for all of the other books. Since I feel most people are probably going to read the rest of the books, or maybe have read them, or maybe just wait to watch them on TV, I decided to look for another novel, and I found a romance novel by the name of Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore. Now, this is actually the first book of a series called A League of Extraordinary Women. The books are focused on the love lives of four women who meet and become friends at Oxford University around the late 1870s during the women's suffrage movement. This is a time in that Oxford University were just allowing women to attend for higher education, as during this time, it was around the Victorian era, they were typically frowned upon having any type of higher education and kind of seemed unnatural. And now I have to say, I'm glad times have changed. <laughs> well, the first book is going to focus on Annabelle, who is the daughter of a vicar and comes from very limited means. At this time, her parents had already passed away. She was under the so-called supervision of her cousin, who finally allows her to attend university after she receives scholarship. But as part of the scholarship, she must join the suffrage movement. And there's where she makes friends with two other women and the head of the, the uh, women's suffrage movement, Hattie. There she's given the task by Hattie to try to gain support from prominent members of society. And there she ends up meeting the Duke of Montgomery, Sebastian an icy cold kind of guy. I usually do not read romance novels, but this book seemed to have everything I perceived a romance novel would have. Forbidden love, you know, due to the social classes of Sebastian, the Duke, and the daughter of a vicar, Annabelle. You know, it was a Victorian era, so I guess those things mattered a lot back then. But it also has romance and some very hot love scenes, so I don't know. I thought the writing was very well, and the, and the pacing as well, too. I enjoyed the characters and the dialogue, and all in all, it was a good debut book for the author. The second book, which I just began reading in this series, is going to focus on Hattie, the leader of the women's suffrage movement. Well, she was disowned, so to speak, from her family due to her feminist ideals, and she does encounter a childhood friend who was actually introduced in the first novel, <clears throat> and he's kind of a bit of a bad boy, so it will be nice to see how these two strong personalities get along and possibly fall in love. Now, that book in this, uh, from this series is called A Rogue of One's Own, and I believe there's going to be a third book out later this year. So once I finish it, maybe I'll come back and tell you how I feel about it and if it's as good as the first. Now is time of the show where I have a segment where I give fun facts. Since I was just talking about a romance novel, how about some Valentine's Day fun facts that you may or may not know of? First fun fact, well, St. Valentine wasn't just one person. You may already know that Valentine's Day was named after its patron saint, St. Valentine. But there's actually some confusion surrounding which St. Valentine the holiday technically honors. According to History.com, there are two men Valentine's Day could have inspired this holiday. 
including one Valentine who was a priest in the 3rd century Rome. As the story goes, this Valentine defied Emperor Claudius II's ban on marriage. He thought it distracted young soldiers. Well, he illegally married couples in the spirit of love until he was caught and unfortunately sentenced to death. Yikes. Another legend suggests that this particular Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape prison in Rome and that he actually sent the first Valentine message himself while, he, while being in prison, writing a letter signed, From Your Valentine. Here's another fun fact. Valentine's Day has its roots in an ancient pagan festival? Hmm, let me see about this. Though some historians believe that Valentine's Day commemorates the death of St. Valentine on February 14th, others believe the holiday actually has its origins in a pagan fertility festival called Lupercalia which was once celebrated on February 15th in ancient Rome. It was dedicated to Phanius, the Roman god of agriculture, and Roman founders Romulus and Remus. I hope I'm saying those correct. <laughs> the day was celebrated with sacrificing animals and smacking women with animal hides as a practice that was believed to encourage fertility. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Maybe. Kind of glad times have changed since then. And finally, Cupid has its roots in Greek mythology. Well, we all know the charming little boy that appears on Valentine Day cards, often depicted with a bow and arrow. But how did Cupid become a common symbol of Valentine's Day? According to time, the figure can actually be traced all the way back to 700 BC to the Greek god of love named Eros, who was actually a handsome immortal man with the intimidating power to make people fall in love. It wasn't until the 4th century BCE that the Romans adopted Eros into the image of a cute little boy with a bow and arrow, naming him Cupid. By the turn of the 19th century, Cupid had become linked to Valentine's Day due to his love matchmaking powers. Well, I hope everyone has a happy Valentine's Day, whether you're coupled or not. And if you're single like me, maybe we'll have better luck next year. That's it for today. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll check out some of the books that I have mentioned. I'm currently this time working on a blog and trying to get that together. Where I will link recaps of the episodes and what I'm currently reading and my to-be-read list. Hopefully I will have that out soon. Now, if you haven't subscribed, I would love that you do so. And if you had, thank you so very much. Now, if you haven't listened to the first episode, please go back and give it a listen. I do plan on uploading new episodes every other week. Again, thank you, and wherever you are, I hope you have a great day. Until next time, bye.